to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. As I read from Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 3 in the NIV, this is our locating scripture for our beyond season this year. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Okay. Amen. Let's welcome beautiful Pastor Rachel. Uh, Thank you, ladies. Hello, everybody. Oh, this is a very special moment. I really am not going to look at anyone in the eye because there's probably going to be tears that will flow very quickly as I think about just some of the beautiful people that sit here in this room. I am here today because there's so many people here in this space and I acknowledge that and I thank you. I got about 20 hugs from the beautiful, more mature ladies in our church that usually sit over in this section. If you're young in that section, sorry to put you in that um, position. But I was just like, wow, I just think about these beautiful women that have loved me and encouraged me all of these years. And to be back here is an absolute privilege. It is my joy. And uh, I just want to say thank you to you, Pastor Jason. And these guys are the most incredible leaders. And they haven't paid me to say that. Uh, I have seen them navigate leading our church through what has been the most craziest of seasons. And they've done it with such excellence, such wisdom, such strength, such humility. And uh, as someone who gets to know them a little bit more and, and chat with them on a regular basis, they've been outstanding in leading our church. So if you're new here and you're looking for a church, this is an exceptional one. You should definitely get a welcome bag from the back. And they're free, by the way, as well, which is awesome. And so it is just so special to be able to share. Thank you for the honour to be able to have this moment to share a message with you. I'm going to try and stick to my notes a little bit because a lot has happened in the last couple of years. And if I go off, I will be here for three hours, which I'm, I'm okay with, but I think that time it does not give me three hours. Uh, and so there's a few things that I'm getting used to being back. Uh, firstly, the cold, although it's not as cold as I thought it was going to be. Where I live in Bali, the temperature... Any time of year is between 28 and about 33 degrees, nighttime included. And so I was expecting it to be freezing, but it's not as bad. But the thing that I'm adjusting to the most is seeing people wearing socks with Birkenstocks. That, I'm still... Are you guys even... It's just... Yeah, sorry, boss. I have... uh, If you're wearing that today, we accept you in this church. You can come as you are, whatever you're wearing and your sock shoe preference is. There's one. See, look, I knew there would be. Uh, I'm also getting used to the fact that Frio, Frio, come on, mighty Frio, is second on the ladder. Now that, that is a miracle. That is, if you need proof that the Lord is real, then Frio being second on the ladder is, abs- hashtag flag mantle, I'm, I'm in on, I'm in on it. Uh, for many years, it's been good being in Bali because I've not had to face the 
shame and the embarrassment of my team doing so poorly for many years. But this is our year, Pastor John. This is our, oh, I think Pastor John and I, don't even let me get started, but thank you, you beautiful couple. I saw you just before in the baptism font. Ah, oh, wow. This church has been such a blessing to me and my family, and on a mum and dad as well, to be able to be here and grow up in this place. Wow, so special. Church is important. Parents, please bring your children to church every Sunday. Don't miss a Sunday. Make it a priority. Because look what your kids could do. They could travel the world sharing the good news of the gospel. And if it wasn't for this amazing church, there is no way that I would be standing here today. So thank you. Anyway, we're we're continuing on. The other thing that I didn't, I'm not used to is yesterday I saw a smoothie for sale for $9.95. $9.95. You could feed a family of five in Bali for $9.95. Like a full course meal and everything. $9.95. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to drink the water that I got from the fountain. I think I'd be really sick. Slim, yeah, because I wouldn't have the temptation of smoothies and good things like that. Anyway, it's all good. So I love, I love Beyond, and what a joy to be able to be here as we're unofficially launching the Beyond season. And uh, I love what it represents. I love that our churches have been involved in local, regional, and global missions for all of these years. I remember watching missionaries come to Shiloh Faith Center and sharing about their crazy testimonies of being in Afghanistan or China. And I just think, wow, what a legacy our church has in sending and going and praying. And so I encourage you, church, as we step into beyond, be expectant. This is a changing of a season and a time, and I'll share with you a little bit more, but I really sense as we move through this COVID season, and you guys are still in the midst of it, and it's hard, it's difficult, but as we step out through this season, we're going to see God move in ways we've never expected or seen before, and so be ready, get ready, be involved. Put your hand up and say, yes, I'm going to do that. And so these last five years of being in Bali have taken me on a journey that I could have never have dreamed of. Never would I have thought, sitting in the back row of the pews back in Shiloh, trying to get the 10 cent coins out of those little holes of the communion cups, never would I have dreamed that I would be one of those people. But God knew. And that's in the heart of our church. So if you're here, this is your church home. Be ready to say yes to God. Be ready to be used by him. Because life is far more greater than you could ever expect when you say yes to following Jesus. And so I want to share this morning some stories about the grace and the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And with that, I've learned some principles along the way. And I love that. God uses every season to teach us about his character, about his heart, about his love. And I've learned so many things in this past season. It has been hard. But there's principles along the way that we get to learn and grow and develop in us. And that strengthens our relationship with God. And I believe today as I share these principles that you will see some principles in your own life that you've learned, that you'll remember again. Yeah, that's actually what God's been teaching me. And uh, yeah, I just want to share about God's goodness and love. So when we lay down our lives for Jesus, when we say yes to going beyond we're living out of that God's call for us to be able to reach others for him. And I think about beyond, sometimes we can get caught up in the fact it's about giving. We've got to have finances. We talk about that and it's a very important part of beyond. And I am so grateful for it because we exist in Bali today because of your generosity, church. So thank you. But this is more than just us giving some money in a certain season. This is about embracing the beyond lifestyle, that we're going to be a people that say, I'm going beyond. I'm going to live outside of my comfort zone, and I'm going to be obedient to what God is calling me to be. Now, this isn't easy. 
It's not easy surrendering your life to Jesus. It's not easy surrendering control. Any control people out there like me, that, that's, that's a tough one. And sometimes it requires us to take steps into the unknown. But that's the part of the adventure. That's part of the excitement. And it's true that as we lay down our lives for Jesus... We pick up life to the full, life in abundance, a life greater than we could ever expect that we could accomplish in our own. And the Bible is filled with promises from God about the things that we can expect as we embrace the go-beyond lifestyle. All right, I'm going to share five promises with you today and then some stories connected to those promises. So promise number one is found in Psalm 37 verse 4, and I'm going to read from the ESV version. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I'm just going to take a breath for a moment. Anyway, I'm good. I'll have a little drink. Normally at this point, I can the translator translates, and then I have a sneaky... So, Joel, because you're really good at Indonesian, can you just quickly... All good. So I was 33 years old when I left Australia to move to Bali, and I was indeed a single woman as I took that faith step. Now, I dreamed for about a decade before that about getting married and having a family. And I'd been doing pastoring for a number of years. And because of the job and the role and what that required, I found it hard to do the dating thing. I found it hard to meet new people. And so my family and I, we joked about me going to Bali so that I could finally get married. Not because of the work that the Lord wanted me to do there. It was just so that I could finally find someone to get married. And, but I do also think, I thought that, and then I also had to make the decision, though, in a, in a moment where I'd say, well, if I'm going to go to Bali, do I need to lay down that dream before God? Do I have to give that over to him? And I had to face that reality that maybe in taking this step of obedience, I wouldn't be able to see that dream fulfilled in my life. And so there was no guarantee if when I went that it would be able to work, that I could get and uh, meet someone, get married, and even having kids in another nation. At that time, I was like, what? No way, I'm not having a baby in another hospital. I want to be in Australia. Like, there were so many things. And yet I just felt, God, that he'd opened the door. And I felt like, I don't know how all of the things in the future are going to work out. And that was just a, a place of trust that I had to go to. But I knew that God had called me, and he, I knew that he'd opened that door. So I just took that step of faith. And those first few years of leading the church were crazy. Like, you might see the good things on Instagram, but wow, that first year, those that have planted a church, the things that you experience are nuts, really. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, it was incredibly and extremely rewarding. There were moments where, just in the presence of God, in prayer, where I got to know God on a whole new level, knew uh, his faithfulness, knew his support, knew his protection, saw his power at work. Those types of things, I just learned so much in this time. And this scripture in Psalm says to delight yourself in the Lord. And the first part of the journey of being in Bali was me learning how to delight myself in the Lord. And now we fast forward to this moment, and I do stand before you as a married woman, and I have a little baby son, Raphael, who is... The, a bundle of energy, and he is super cheeky, very cheeky. Since he was a baby, he's had that personality, and he just brings us so much joy. Um, he's a giant kid, probably the tallest baby in Indonesia, um, and he's just such a blessing, and I just think, yeah, God has been so faithful in that, and so 
We do, just in case you were thinking, wow, Rachel's really let herself go over these last couple of years. Uh, We are pregnant, six months pregnant, and we're expecting. So that's my son, that's my husband, Emmanuel. And we're expecting a little baby girl in October. Uh, So not too long to go, and we'll have a little baby girl. Wow, that blows my mind. This picture here represents God's faithfulness, God's goodness in my life. Many years believing, standing in faith, sacrificing for God, sacrificing my life for him, and look what the Lord has done. This scripture here where it talks about delighting yourself in the Lord is a key for us to be able to enjoy our life. That too many times I'd went to weddings and I was upset like, God, what about me? Why is that 21-year-old getting married? Like, they're 21. Like, I've been waiting such a long time. That's a bad attitude. God was working on those things. And I just for so many years. But I think back now and I go, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't trust you. How come I didn't trust you? So if you're in this position today, please don't do what I did. Trust God. Delight yourself in him. And if he can do it for me, I'm no one special. I'm a country kid who grew up in the farm on Jinchin. I am no one special. If God can do it for me, he can absolutely do it for you because it's not based on us. It's based on his goodness and kindness. And we can think that laying down our lives for Jesus, we're going to have to give up all the good things. Yeah, I'm going to sacrifice my life and have everything bad happen and it's just going to be hard and different things. Yes, being a call to be a disciple of Jesus requires you to lay down your life and deny yourself. I'm not going to tell you something different. 100% it is hard. But we talked about this already. As we lay down our lives, we pick up a life that we could never imagine. Today, if you're in this room and you're facing an unfulfilled dream, if you're carrying disappointment, and it could be regarding any part of your life, I want you to remember and to hold on to this scripture. My encouragement to you is to not focus on what you don't have. Don't get caught up in that. Go off social media if you need to, to stop the comparison. But do not focus on that because you will be robbed of year after year after year staying in that place of discouragement. But focus your attention on Jesus. Delight yourself in him. You will find that he is actually enough for you. Just him. None of these things that we're hoping and desiring, actually they're not comparable to Jesus and relationship and intimacy with him. You don't need those dreams fulfilled to find your value or worth. You can find your value and worth in Jesus. And so as you look to him, as you delight in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. And I know that promise to be true. Okay, promise number two, we have Philippians 4 verse 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God has proven this promise to be true time and time again for my husband Emmanuel and I after being married for two years. And I just want to share very quickly a few stories from when we got married. So Emmanuel and I started dating in November 2019. And by the end of March 2020, the pandemic hit and everything changed. We had planned to get married in July 2020. um, And we ended up moving to doing uh, like a, a wedding where everyone would be invited to doing an online wedding. So that was quite new at that time, only a couple of months into the process. And we'd made that decision thinking, okay, we're going to get married, online wedding. And then later on, when the borders open... WA, when the borders open, we will come and do a ceremony or organize so that we could get like the proper wedding. 
Uh, and so somehow we managed to plan a wedding within the space of just two weeks, which was quite a small, large feat. Uh, and we saw God move time and time again. And so at the time, jewellery shops were closing quite regularly and the lockdowns meant that shops weren't open very much. And so we had a t- tight, a very tight time frame to find organise some rings. So we thought, okay, let's just get some cheap rings random shop, doesn't even matter if they're like $20, let's just get them and so we can symbolise the moment and then we'll get our, our real rings. By a total miracle, I went into one of the jewellery shops, which was open, that was convenient, and I found an engagement ring that was my size. Now, I wasn't blessed with the thinnest of thing- fingers and every other ring that I had tried on in all of the shops went halfway up my pinky finger because the women in Indonesia are quite petite. And so this was a miracle. And it was the same sort of style and design that I had wanted. And so God, it was like God just went, Rach, here's your ring. And there it is. You get that. And it was just amazing, God's goodness and grace to show us that. And we had a a relative offer to pay for those rings, which was amazing as well. And because we planned to do the online wedding, we organised like a backdrop for the, the online wedding so it looked a bit, bit special. We went to this particular lady and asked her about the backdrop, we're organising that, and she's like, so what type of dress are you going to wear? Now, I had come to Australia in December and bought a dress, got to do the experience with my wonderful family, but left it here thinking I would come back in March to take it back to Bali, of course. That didn't eventuate. So I already had a dress. And I was like, no, it's okay. We're just going to do an online wedding and we'll do the ceremony. I'm not going to buy another dress, fancy one. I'm just going to get a random dress. So I got a gold dress from Zara. And uh, I was like, yeah, why not gold? You know, not traditional. But there was the white dresses that were there were really ugly. So I was definitely not going to wear them. And we talked to this lady and she's like, can I see the dress? And I showed her a picture. And I think she took compassion on me because she was like, uh, I know someone that does wedding dresses. Do you need, like, another wedding dress? I was like, no, look, I don't want to pay for another. You know, like I'm thinking, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to pay for another dress. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm happy with this dress. Anyway, she's like, leave it with me. And I, I thought, nothing is going to come out of this. There was no way I was going to pay for another dress, a third dress. And so I'll just, I'll just leave it. Anyway, long story short, she actually contacted us back and said, hey, my friends, they're happy to offer you a free dress, a free wedding dress to use. And since then, I've figured out they're like quite a well-known wedding dressmaker in Bali. Um, thousands of followers on Instagram. They're very fancy. Uh, and they offered me a free wedding dress. So on my wedding day, I got to wear a white dress. And uh, it wasn't the gold one, which was great. And it fit me as well. That was another miracle because, again, I'm a bit bigger in size and I also got to wear the gold dress when in our uh, photos after the service. And so just that small detail. I came back from Zara's and I was crying my eyes out. And I was like, God, I've waited all this time to get married and I'm going to have to wear a gold dress. I don't know if you prayed those types of prayers before. Guys, I hope that you haven't prayed those types of prayers before. And I was just devastated. And I was like, God, you know, this is not what I expected. And yet, look... Look what the Lord would do. Something so small but so powerful and impacting. And thankfully, we did get married when we did because if we did wait until the borders opened, thank you, WA, thank you, Martin Gowan, that would have been a very long, long wait. We'd still be not married. Uh, and so I think about God's faithfulness in, in that. So we had people gift us flowers, may hair and makeup. There were so many moments of blessing across that time. And we're just so grateful 
This scripture about God providing for our needs, absolutely, as you put other people's needs first, you give towards other people, fulfilling other people's needs, 100%, God's promise is true that he will supply for your own needs above and beyond what you could hope or expect. Promise number three, Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. When we surrender our lives to Jesus, we discover that God's view of things is not limited like our view is of things. That God's ways are higher. God's ways are miraculous. They're powerful. They can defy logic and go beyond human understanding. And sometimes God has a different plan than we do. So the whole process of getting pregnant was a total miracle for us. I was told years ago after having an operation to remove a cyst that I would probably need assistance getting pregnant. Uh, My fallopian tubes had been damaged because of appendicitis when I was a kid and because the cyst was removed from one of my uh, fallopian tubes, it just meant it was going to be impossible without medical assistance to do that and I was thinking how am I going to do that in Bali like it would be hard enough in in Australia trying to get that assistance okay so I got prayer multiple times I went up for prayer now there was two miracles I was asking for that I'd get married in the first place so I could have a baby but that also then I would have freedom to be able to get pregnant and just before we got married I had a test I was like okay I need to see what is the extent of the damage and I think I, I felt like I needed a manual to know is this this is what you're getting into So we went to the doctor and we had a test. And miraculously, this test showed that both fallopian tubes were completely clear and operational and ready to go. And that was was confirmed. Within a month or two of us trying, we were pregnant. (laughs) That is the miraculous power of God. So remember, I know for some of you, you might be waiting to get pregnant. But remember, I've been in your position. I was waiting to even get married So whatever it is, if you see the blessing of God, thank him. And if you're not, thank him anyway. Keep pursuing him, whatever you're facing. God's ways are miraculous. During the pregnancy, I had my heart set on a natural birth. Sorry, men, don't get a visual picture, okay? Just stay out of that. I apologize. But I was like, if I'm going to have a baby, I'm getting the full experience. And uh, I was, we prayed so many times, a hundred times plus about the birth process. Every day we would pray. And I was believing God that I could have the baby naturally. And it got to a week after the baby being due, and the doctor was like, we're going to have to do a cesarean. And I remember thinking, God, all of those prayers, like we didn't just like once off pray, like daily praying about the the labor process, because we knew it would be complex for me anyway, being a a foreigner in in a different country. And I just remember like, just being so overwhelmed with emotion in, an, in a bad way. It's just like, God, I can't, I can't do this. And the thing was, is at the time, Emmanuel couldn't be in the room with me. So I was like, I don't want to see my son for the first time. And his dad's not there. Like, I, don't want him to, no, I don't want to do this journey without Emmanuel. And I remember being just devastated. And I really had to make the decision to just embrace the moment. But as I did that, again... God moved. God's ways are not our ways. And of course, God's way was the perfect way. So I ended up having a cesarean and it all went beautifully. And it was such a peaceful time because I know many people were praying for me. After the birth, the doctor let us know that my umbilical cord was quite short. Also, Raph was really long, so 58 centimetres long when he was born. And he's got my shoulders. Sorry, buddy. But good that he's a guy, so that actually works. And there wasn't, 
there wasn't a lot of fluid in the womb. So those factors together actually would have been quite dangerous for me to give birth naturally. Also, if ladies, you want to see a picture, I think that Lord knew that I probably couldn't handle the natural labour process. And I don't think Emmanuel would have handled the natural. So it actually probably saved our marriage and our parenting journey. The Lord knew. And I thought I knew. I thought my ways were the best ways. I thought I had it all sorted. But as I surrendered, it was not the thing I had prayed for. Maybe you're in this room and you've been praying and praying and praying and it's not shifted. And you're like, God, what, what is happening here? Or oh, can I encourage you, please do not give up hope. Do not give up your faith. Do not walk away from God. No way. You say, okay, God, I lay down my ways. I lay down my thoughts and I pick up your ways and your thoughts. And as we do that, we're going to see God do miracles and maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never know why something didn't get released, a prayer answered. But we've got to stay in that place of trust, knowing that his ways are the best. Alrighty, promise number four, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to be him be the glory to the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. When we live a life of beyond, when we lay down our lives for Jesus, God is able to do far more than we could ever hope for or imagine, not only in our lives, but in the lives of other people. At the end of our first year of starting the church, it was just Susie Pritchard, which was now Susie Armstrong. Ah, Susie, love you so much. Uh, Susie was with me as we launched the church in that first year. And so it was just us left running the day-to-day op- operations. And I was on the phone to Pastor Jace one day, and I was like, Jace, I think we need some help. Uh, this is a little bit tricky. It was... Planning a church is wearying and you're in a battle. And I think we were both really tired from that process and we just needed some support. And Pastor Jace, as he often does, offered us a lifeline and offered us to employ someone to help. And so I was like, okay, cool, cool. I didn't really know too many people by that stage. So I rang up Peter from Bali Life. I said, Pete, have you got any graduates from school that are looking for a job? And he's like, yeah, there's this young lady called Intan. And I didn't know Intan. There were three girls, Olan, Olin, Intan. Got their names mixed up all the time. Didn't have a clue which one. I was like, I was hoping it was Intan that I know now, but I didn't really know. I didn't even know her at all. And yet God had a plan to do immeasurably more that she could ask for or imagine. Intan came to the Bali Life home as a 10-year-old. And she comes from a broken family, but multiple levels of complications in that. And she was living with her grandmother at the time. And she came to the home so she could get support, to get schooling and to be looked after. And I think about Intan now. And I think about she's been on our staff for five years. And I think about where she is, the woman that she is and what God's done in her life. A hundred percent that is God's goodness and faithfulness to lead her to be a part of our church. I didn't know who she was when we said, can you come and work for us? But God knew. She is gifted ridiculously. She is called to ministry and she's still trying to receive the full call of that. And I appreciate that she's taking the process in that. But God knew. God knew. And I think now to where she's at and what the impact that Beyond has made in her life, because of the generosity of our church, Bali Life continued. There probably would have been a time and season if it wasn't for our church that maybe Bali Life couldn't have continued financially at that time. Because of our church and being a part of our church, she's grown and developed the gifts that God has given her. And I think about the fact that she met her future husband 
at C3 The Booker when young Fraser Brown came over to Bali for a year. And they're now engaged. How special is that? And they're getting married this year. And I think about their future together. And I have so, such expectation and hope that if God can do it for Intan, take her out of that, really it's, it was a horrible situation, to take her out of that place and place her into Bali life and receive love and care within that foundation and to be a part of our church. And now she's going to marry just the most incredible young man with the most beautiful family. She's going to be looked after the rest of her lives. And she would say, I'm not deserving of this. Why me, God? But God's goodness is at work in her life. God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or hope or imagine in our own lives, through our lives, and in the lives of others. Promise number five, Isaiah 54, verses 18 to 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This pandemic season has been difficult for all of us, and particularly for our church. We were unable to meet for a year and a half. We didn't have church. And as the doors of our church literally closed, God made a way for us to go out into the community for almost the first time. We were able to partner with the Bali Life Foundation and start doing food distributions with people that were in need. And Bali was really hit economically. It's very bad, very hard situation. I think the Indonesian government did a very good job in supporting where they could. But many people in Bali were struggling because of the loss of tourism overnight. And so we got involved in just basically giving them food supplies. And so oil, rice, just basic eggs, basic food. And so in that connection, we got to meet some different communities. And this one community, this beautiful community, they, make, they live in these makeshift houses. I think we've got some photos to show you. I don't know if you just look in the background. You can see the conditions in which they're living. These people are from other parts of Indonesia, and they've come to Bali uh, to work, and they have their families there. And we've made a connection with these families, and we've started going and running English classes with them. And this is a great way for us to bless them and to serve our community. They're for free. And it's helping them set themselves up for a better future. Because if you know English, particularly in Bali, that will help you with future employment. And so we've been running an English class in the community for the last 11 months, even through the pandemic time. In the midst of a wilderness season of the pandemic, God was doing a new thing in our church. And the pandemic forced us to think creatively about how we could reach our community for Jesus. And I love that about the Beyond lifestyle, that you will find yourself doing things you never expected that you could do. And as part of our outreach for Christmas last year, we embarked on what ended up being quite a monumental <laughs> task of creating a movie. Yes, you heard right. We filmed it ourselves. We had all of our own actors and we edited it ourselves as well. And then we hired out a local cinema, which we've got a photo there. And we ran three sessions and 200 people came to our Christmas event. After a year of not really being able to meet together, most of the year we had the biggest Christmas attendance in our history at this cinema. The movie was the gospel message in story form. And my husband, Emmanuel, I didn't know that he had these giftings, but very talented at writing. And the story was very specific and connected to the Indonesian people. And so we had people from other faiths sitting in the cinema weeping 
because of the impact of the story. That community that we talked about just before, pretty much all of them came to the cinema to watch the movie. And we had kids and even adults that had never been to a cinema, never been to a cinema, come and watch their very first movie, Everlasting Love by C3 The Bookhead. How cool is that? And I think about our church and our team and the talent that's in there. And I think you can watch it on YouTube. Visit our C3 Bookhead uh, website, uh, YouTube channel. You can watch it for yourselves. And I just think about what God did through that season using our small church to be able to make a great impact. And so not only did we show the video in a cinema, we did a Christmas project at Christmas and we handed out gift packs. And inside that gift pack was a link to this movie. So again, many communities that we were reaching, over 120 families, they were receiving the gospel basically for them to be able to watch in their homes. And so I think about this and I just think about, wow, God, you're making a way in the wilderness season. You're making a way. God is always working. God is always moving. There's always something that God wants to do. And we need to have the vision and the eyes to see. You know, I love this passage of Scripture we're focusing in in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. That we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. We've had many amazing, outstanding men and women that have gone before us and paved the way. But we've got to grab a hold of the baton and keep running the race. And the pandemic season has made us fix our eyes on other things. Fear, politics. Oh, the list goes on. And they're not good things. My encouragement to you today, and I'm here today, is that just fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Him. This last verse in in verse 3. Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. And I just want to take a moment now, just a couple of minutes, just to finish in a, in a time of prayer. And what I feel for us is that we've, we've dealt with a lot over these last couple of years. There is a level of grief that we're carrying that we're probably not quite aware that we are. We've missed out on special occasions, celebrations, celebrating the life of loved ones. We've missed out on work and opportunities. There's many things and we've just made the decision to push it down and to go forward because that's what we do it's the pandemic we've just got to do it we've got to be flexible we've got to pivot all the words that we we talk about but I believe that as we step into beyond that actually God wants to bring healing to us God wants to lift off the burdens that you've been carrying the disappointments the things that you've just gone and made the decision of like okay I'm just going to move forward let's just keep going because it's like the weight the restrictions we need to run God's getting us ready to run and we're going to see a mighty move of God in in, in Australia and across the world. But we can't run if we're weighed down by burdens and heaviness. And the way that we can lift them up is to fix our eyes on Jesus and come to Him. So across this room, if you just want to close your eyes, and I want you to think, what what are the things that you're carrying right now? What are you feeling weary about? Where is there a sense of hopelessness? Maybe it's when you think about your future, your family, your finances, whatever it may be. I just want you to take this moment now just to lay it before the Lord. Come Holy Spirit, reveal to us the things that we're carrying that we shouldn't carry. 
open our eyes to see you again. God, I thank you that you're lifting off in just a moment weight, pressure, stress, anxiety, sleeplessness, sickness, tiredness. You're lifting off these things right now. And I thank you, God, you're lifting us up to a new place, a place where we can see again, a place where we can look to the future with hope and faith, a place where we can dream again, a place where we are fixing our eyes on you, Jesus. We can go to many places to find rest and healing. Our family, our hobbies, entertainment, sports, relationships, social media, entertainment. But the place that you're going to find healing is in the arms of Jesus. Being here in church, coming to renewed prayer, joining Connect Group, praying together as a family, listening to worship as you're going to work. Those moments are the things that are going to bring healing and bring freedom. Don't look anywhere else. Just look to Jesus. As you do that, there's going to be a freedom. There is going to be a lightness for you to walk forward into the future, no longer fearing, no longer in a place of doubt or worry or confusion or frustration that God is going to bring a freedom to your vision. And He's going to let you see what He sees. He sees the, uh, the world with eyes of hope. He sees the victory that is ahead. He sees the breakthroughs. He sees the miracles that He is able. His ways are not our ways. I thank you, Lord, right now. All of our churches that are represented, every location, C3 Hepburn Heights, North Perth, Queens Beach. I pray for each of our churches that you're going to lead us into a season like we've never seen before. That as we do it, Lord, we're going to be free. We're going to be light. We're going to run with endurance and perseverance the race that you have marked out for us because you've come to do a healing work. And I pray as you've started that healing work today that you're going to finish it, that you're going to lift off the things that we've been carrying and you're going to fill us with faith and hope for the future. I thank you for your power and your presence moving. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for having me today. God bless you so much. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.